Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And on this episode, DJ Franklin comes back and uh, we have a great conversation. Hope you guys like it. Um, yeah, remember to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. So here you go with the Washdown Podcast with special guest DJ Franklin. It would be really helpful if you would just grow some fucking hair on your head. God, I wish I could, man. I'd have the sweetest mullet if I could. It'd be so long. I'd go back to like 80s hairband. You could grow a skullet. That'd look terrible. That's the point. That would be horrible. What, what do you think, DJ? Tattoo. Just get your head tattooed. Be like Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm. You think that would take the glare off? Yeah. 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 I saw it the other day on YouTube. This guy got. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had, I mean, he, I mean, his his sides would grow, but not the middle. And he he had his whole middle tattooed, you know, thousand little dots. And now he just got to get his fucking, you know, size cut. That's it. It's permanent. <laughs> was it? Black? It, looked, it looked nice. Was it black? Uh, it had the, or was it like like a brownish? I don't know, I mean, like, like a brownish, like a yeah. dark brown, like a dark brown. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it did look fresh. I mean, he had a straight fucking line. Everything like he was crispy. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. He was happy. I'm I'm thinking Instagram reel. That's that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start wearing a do rag. <laughs> hey brother. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I'd definitely be going the handlebar mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's November, you should be doing that anyway. That's true. I I do need to grow one. I cut myself the other day shaving right here, and that, or it's been like two weeks, and now every time I shave, it's just a stream of blood. Oh. <laughs> like I gotta let, let it grow out a little bit, dude. I just trying to make it to my vacation. Yeah, we're at two weeks where I don't have to shave. Just use an electric razor, man. It doesn't work for me. I've tried in the past. Everyone I've tried is just shit. Yeah, I just use clippers anymore. Just start knocking the heavy off. Yep. But I have really fine hair, so yeah, it does. works for me. Mine's thick. Yeah. Except for on my chin. That shit's heavy. This is uh, right right there on, on your lip? No, right here. On my chin. That's my lip. This is my yeah. chin. Yeah, but, is... but right here, it's where you get to, it starts going out. Yeah. And... That's the thick part. You got a terrible no. beard. Whatever, bro. At least I still have a full head of hair. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'd rather be bald. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those lucky guys I can pull the bald look off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That laugh was so disrespectful. <laughs> no, met, it wasn't. You, it was a genuine laugh. Ha, ha, ha. That's how it sounds. <laughs> He's a hundred percent disrespect all the time. <laughs> hey man, standards. Your standards are so wrong, <laughs> Lord. You got to be tall or you're nothing. Ooh. Did you mean average height? You're not average height. Hundred percent average height. I think average height is five nine. Are you five nine? I think like average height is like like five eight or five seven or something like that. I was 5'7". I'm golden. But yeah, like the average height a couple years ago was like 5'7 or 5'8", you know? I think that's just something short people put out. They manipulated the data. Right. He's taller than I am. Most, I mean, be, most people are taller than me. <laughs> yeah. Ten-year-olds. God damn. <laughs> He's not wrong. I had a medical issue that went undiagnosed as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That that is true actually, because they found it. They found it in my brother. Uh-huh. But when they when they found his, I was already past the the point where medicine could help. Medicine didn't help him either. That's well, because he quit take, taking it. If he would have kept taking it like he was supposed to, he'd be about six two. I one hundred percent do not believe that. Okay. Because I've met your dad and your mom. Yeah, there's height on both sides, like a lot of height on both sides. My mom and dad is short. But all all my brothers and myself were taller than my dad and my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my mom's brothers and uncles, they're all like six four, six five, six six. Yeah. You know? 
But my mom and dad just short as hell. My my whole dad side is fucking. That's just tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it works. Yeah, sometimes. just genetic. For for it my family, you know, yeah. yeah. For so my you, family, it skips a generation. Mm-hmm. Like my great my great great grandpa was huge. My great grandpa was tiny. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was uh, maybe an inch taller than me. Mm-hmm. My dad is five ten on yep. a good day, mm-hmm. and I'm just under six two. So yeah. yeah. But he had, he had to take shots every day. Mm-hmm. So he got tired. And I get it. He got tired of doing it. Because it was like, it was, you know, five days in a row on this side of the belly, then the other belly, and then the leg, and the other leg, and then arm, arm. And he's like, that's fucking horrible. Tired of taking shots every day. He hit that, you know, in high school. And it's like, I'm done. Now, me, I would have kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being short. Being short sucks. <laughs> Every once in a while, it works out in your favor, but not very often. <laughs> when does it ever work out in your favor? Like when I have to stand up and get dressed. If I have to stand up in the rig, I don't, I don't hit my head on the ceiling. <laughs> well, he has a point. Yeah, I mean, fair. That's fair. And sometimes I can walk into areas and not hit my head and stand up straight. Yeah. When ceiling gets pulled, you're typically, as long as there's anybody of at least average height in the room, they're going to get it before you yeah, do. Yeah, I'm all right. Kind of break the fall. Usually. <laughs> Sometimes not so much. Sometimes you get the full force. <laughs> there's a house. Um, are we live? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, okay I just, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. There's a house in a certain district, I should say. Um, everything's tiny. So the people that lived there before they moved out was all short, like really short. The doors... So I'm basically 5'11". With shoes on, I'm six foot. But 5'11", I had to bend down and crouch to walk into this house. So they dropped all the ceilings, the bathroom ceiling, everything, the doors. They rebuilt this whole inside this house. It's a normal house, but inside everything's shrunken down to fit their needs. So nothing wouldn't be... The the, the kitchen cabinets was at like chest level. (laughs) The sinks was little, everything. This, This house is weird. If you ever... I wish you guys would go see this house. So we had um, so the people had moved out, died, whatever like that. Uh, we had a smoke investigation. The people that was you know redoing the, the house, so electrical thing. We went in there. It was a little hazing, but we was crouching. Everything was even the toilet was little bitty. The toilet, the sink, it looked like a miniature house. It was it was huh. crazy. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder everything if everything was mini. I wonder if that cost them less money or more money. I don't know, but the. the the stairs was tiny. I'll, I'll bet if you had you know. it built from scratch, it'd be less because it's less material. But if yeah, you had to it, retrofit it, I mean, there's a lot of void spaces though. There, there would there's be a lot, lot of void spaces. Yeah, because they because they they remodeled they, it. Well, yeah. And, th- and so, think yeah. about it though. I mean, you have to custom buy a toilet That's small. to be small. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they make Sinks, small everything. toilets though. It's like look at schools. Like you go to elementary school, they have small toilets. There's no way that's a custom toilet in all these schools across the country. Did we have little toilets in school? You, was it running toilet? You just you just pull, didn't know. Pull, pull the mic to you a little oh, bit. So yeah. yeah, you just didn't know it was a little toilet because you were little. You're like, it's a regular toilet. Even the urinals and stuff was small too. Mm-hmm. Well, the urinals were all the way to the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But now, like, if you go like now, if you go to the bathroom in elementary school, like you see so you're doing a demo there, and you walk in, you're like, what the hell? But you didn't realize it then. Haven't even noticed. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that I really think about. <laughs> and now I'm going to think about it. <laughs> right. Every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, is this a normal toilet? Yeah. yeah. I, think I'll, I think when I redo my basement bathroom, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so This is what it's like to be seven foot two. <laughs> Drop all the ceilings yeah. down. I can right. get the shower and turn my head. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's every hotel fucking shower I've ever been in. I've stayed in a few where I'm like, okay, this is too short for me. Yeah. That doesn't happen often, but it does happen. That's just hiring contractors who can't read a measuring tape. That's all that is. <laughs> Which brings us to standards. Yes, we should have standards. Yes. In everyday life. Like, Even at work. Like codes. Codes? Codes. Every shower should be... X height. Every oh, toilet yeah. should be X height. Yeah. Every firefighter should be able to do X. Yes. 
Y and Z. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, what's your opinion on that, be Chris? A plumber. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I absolutely think we should have standards across the board. It doesn't matter. Like, just like the military has standards, police departments, you know, fire, EMS. You got to be able to lift a certain amount of weight, work a certain amount of hours while exerting yourself. So let me you know, let me let me ask you def- guys. There's got to be a study that has to be done to figure out exactly what the standards are, not just some arbitrary number. So let me ask you guys this question: Whenever you do have those standards, and admin or whoever decides they're going to change them, and not for the better, for the worse, we're going to drop the standards. We're going to lower it. How do you think that makes the firefighters that are on the front line feel whenever new people are coming in who are just not capable of doing the job, but yet we're stuck with them. Do you think that leads to more incidences of depression, PTSD, job dissatisfaction? Do you believe, or do you think that maybe it increases the number of on the job injuries? Yes. I think it leads to all of that. So then knowing or having that opinion, and I'm sure there could be a study done on it, knowing that that's the outcome of dropping your standards. So I think if you're going to change the standard, so first you got to set your standard and you got to back that up with science and, and research and all that. That way we have, we all agree on what the standards are. And I think in when you talk fire service, you got to have it across the board. And so every department has to have the same standards. And if you're going to change them, you better have it back up, backed up with science and data and research, and not just like, oh, hey, this is what we're going to do because we feel like it. No, it's like most departments use a CPAT test. I'm I'm okay with that. It's not hard, but it's not easy. Is it backed up by science? It is. Are you sure? Yes. The CPAT test is backed up by science? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. It sounds like you don't believe it is, DJ. I don't, I don't believe it is. I think there's someone just said, hey, look, I think because all CPAT tests ain't, all the CPAT tests isn't the same. So, like, let's say I, I've seen people like in, let's say, um, California, they have a CPAT test, a CPAT mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. They might have to do another deal or let's let's say walk a beam or something like that that we didn't have to do when we went through the CPAP. So ours in this region, this area, our CPAP is is is, is a certain way. Yeah. Well, and I've seen that as well with watching videos from training academies mm-hmm. across the country. Right. And they do a lot of different things. And like you can tell from department to department yeah. of like the standards are just different and the Ted, the physical tests that they are requiring their cadets to do yeah. are different. And some of them are like, okay, I don't really get that. Why that is important. So and I, then I some of them are like, be variables that you have to have for the region of the country you're in. Right. We don't need to be able to climb a mountain. We don't have mountains. Urban firefighters don't need, don't need to be able to climb mountains. Yeah, but wildland firefighters do. That's a different type of firefighting. Still firefighting. That's where that's where your variables come in because it's a different landscape. So wild, wildland firefighters, by and large, are federal. And it's a different type of firefighting too. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't dig train like we don't. I don't know how to you know when they fight those wildfires and stuff when they go up there and they set the fire so they like a fire stop and mm-hmm. you know we don't have no clue we didn't we didn't learn that in the academy. No. You know, like I said, and that's where your variables are going to come in for yeah. what, where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah, but, but we're talking about so let's leave wildland firefighting out of it. I don't mean to ins- exclude anybody, but we're going to. We're talking about urban metropolitan fire departments. So let's keep the conversation in that realm. Then yeah, the, the, when you look at urban firefighting, it's pretty much the same across the board. Right. Your buildings change a little bit. True. So where so you're in a city like New York, I would say you have to change up your test a little bit 
backed up, have it backed by science because you are high rise every single time. 90% of the time their fires are high rise fires. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the actual percentage, but I'd say a, a high, the, well, if you look at, more if times you look than not, at, it's a high rise fire. if you look at what the construction is, they have most of their buildings are in a lot of the area. Now they do have their single family homes in some certain areas of that city, yeah. but a vast majority of what it seems like is they have three and four story walk-ups or, you know, the actual legit high rises. So they are going to run that. You can't run that like a single family home. No. So you're, that's detached. So your standard and your testing needs to reflect that. Yeah. You'd be able to carry tools up X amount of flight of stairs. Stuff like that. Where a lot of cities, a lot of your fires are one store, one to two story house fires. So it changes. Yeah. So when you say science, are you talking about studies? Studies and research. Study and research. So the people that's doing the studies, like we have people, you know, on our department that they, they, they do their own studies. And then they submit the information to a certain board and they say, look, this is what I found. This is my study. They're not scientists, though. No, and they're also biased. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but, no, that no, that, but that's but that that's is, but that's the fire service though, and that's what mostly happens. We don't so, we don't go out and say, hey, I, I want you to research this. I, I would I would say you, know? you task the UL with it, yeah. who doesn't have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. They want to make things better, right? So they're they're gonna, you're going to take the bias out, right? Yeah. But even well, with, with st- studies and stuff, everyone's everyone's body type is different. Everyone's different. So when you're talking about let's say changing. Uh, how much? How many pounds? Let's say the CPAT. Um, this should be a standard. If you can't drag this much many pounds, if you can't lift this much weight, um, if you can't, you know, uh, push this much weight, then then you fail. Then you fail. Everyone's different. So I mean, you would you would exclude so, if we if we actually had people come in mm-hmm. and do those studies and we made those standards. You would you wouldn't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say this, but it's it's true. Well, it's both true for men and women. But there's there just put it like this: there wouldn't be a lot of people that that could pass it. I I disagree with that, and here's why: because think about actually what we do, and so just like equipment, right? We really don't have any equipment that weighs over what fifty pounds, other than ladders. We got ladders that are super heavy, but how, how much is that jack that we just got? I think it's heavy. The floor jack? Yeah, it's probably fifty pounds. That's it. Fifty, sixty pounds. Yeah. That's it. Okay. We're gonna get a scale and we're gonna find out. That thing is now heavy. I'm we can do it next that, day. That thing yeah. is heavy. I'm a hundred percent curious. I mean, I, mean now. I, yeah. I don't mind getting. I mean, there, there's a lot of people complain about yeah. put but, that up, put it in there. Okay. But but here's the thing. Right, so so also me, heavy ladders, let me, right? Let me finish. Let, can Shut I up, Ross Perot. Can I <laughs> he already lost once. Do we need to have there, him lose again? There are some things that you will be expected to lift on your own. Right. Cool. And that's where we need to set the standard at. Gotcha. Of what's the heaviest thing you should probably be expected to lift on your own. And that should be the boom minimum. And that should be the minimum. Yeah. Now, there are, and that doesn't take scientists. Yeah. There are, team, there are team carries, yes. which 35-foot ladders and 25-foot ladders, whatever, those are team carries. You're going to be carrying that. So there should be a percentage of that weight that you should be able to carry and pushing weight and pulling. I mean, there are techniques and things that we, that some departments do and others don't, um, that if we would standardize like victim drags, mm-hmm. right? I have done a ton of research on this and looked at different things and, you know, different people's opinions and all that stuff. Like the idea of the fireman carry of just going in, picking somebody up, throwing them over your shoulder and carrying them out. Okay. That's fucking great. Except guess what you're doing? One, you're standing up in the heat, which Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be in. Then you're putting the victim's head in the heat and the smoke. Not a great idea. And then you're pinpointing the weight on one little spot. Yeah. General location on the floor and you might have fire underneath you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can fall through the floor. So, so. Doing a modified drag with webbing or using the victim's legs and keeping their head down at the floor, much better idea. Mm -hmm. A lot of departments don't train that. 
that should be a standardized thing. So how much, how much weight can somebody move in that way? Well, if they're trained and they know the technique, who knows? I think you got to have a minimum standard without training. Because you're not right. going to train somebody for the CPAT, you know, show them all these techniques and then right. not hire. So you have a minimum that you've got to drag. And yeah. then we're going to train you, and this is the department standard. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Even just a, a medium-sized, you know, a normal medium-sized male weighs what? 170-ish. So you should be able to drag at least 170. I think that's what the dummy was you whenever know? we did the CPAT. Yeah, it was somewhere between 150 and one. Yeah. I think it was like 180 or something like that. Yeah, uh, maybe. 180 pounds. Yeah. So let's even if it's set at 180. If you can't drag this from, you know, this point to this point and then back to this point to this point, you can't do the job, you know? I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't, again, this, the, the, you know, and you, it's you not know, rocket scientists. We're no. firemen. Everything changes, you know? But you got yeah. you got to have standards, and then you can in- increase the standard once you're, you've been right. trained. Now, is the standard set because of lawyers? And, and so someone can't come back and say, well, well, I I can meet the minimum standards. I, just, I wasn't feeling good that day. Or if you say, well. That's fine. You take the test again. That's the thing. Nobody says you can't take the test more than once. Because anybody can have a bad day. Anybody can drop a tool. I mean, shit happens. You can't tell me none of us sitting here have ever dropped anything Mm -hmm. in our careers. Well, and most most academies anymore, it seems like to pass whatever physical test that you have to take, it's not a, on this day, it's a pass-fail. It's a, you're going to take this test two, three, four, five times. To get you familiar with it. Yeah, and you just have to pass it one time, and then you're done. Which... I don't necessarily agree or disagree with. I think there are pros and cons to both because I like the idea of being, having to take that test under stress of knowing that if I do not pass this, I have to do I'm, it all over again. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting my shit and I'm going home. Yeah. You got to reapply. Like, I, I don't have a job. Yeah. And that's part of the training. Our job. Yeah, stressful. for our job. It's it's stressful, and we need to train under stress. And that's a very, I mean, that's a safe space of stress to be under in reality. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you should be fired if you fail it the first time. No. You should be given chances. Just because, like, well, in, in training, you fail. Well, yeah, and you should be failing. In, and you're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to get fired. So the physical test should be the same way. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, if, we if took it. it the, we, yeah. Um, that's a still a sore subject with me. Uh, if you pass it the first time, great, you're done. You're in. You, you've passed the physical test, you're going to move on. If you don't, okay, you come back on this day and you take it again. Because right now with the CPAT, you get three chances. And it wasn't always like that, though. No, when we when we took it, it was... The first two were practice, then the third one was for real. See, when we had one time, we had one time practice. The very first day, we showed up in the academy. We took that day. Then we practiced, practice, practice, practice on Saturdays, and then it was test day. And then we took it for real. And if you didn't pass it, you didn't pass it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's got to there's be a, a fail point. You know? You know. Yeah. But, I mean, you practice it for a whole, what, two months or, you know, a month and a half or yeah. something like that? Yeah. I think you're giving people every single day. You're giving people the opportunity to get better yeah. and pass it. I'm all for that. Yeah. But three strikes, you're out. Three whole times. Yeah. I mean, at their at their it. at their mock doing like mock mock um, CPATs over and over every single day. You're doing a mock drill, mock mock mock. You know where you are, you know. And I understand everyone doesn't have. Everyone doesn't come to this into the service already in shape or already fit or already knowing what to do, you know. But to to sit there and say, okay, well, okay, we're gonna practice every single day, okay. Well, and you have this time, okay. You don't pass it this time, don't don't worry about it. Well, I guess if okay, I agree with you. Three times, there's nothing wrong with that. Never mind. I mean, that's just the number that, that I know. I'm, just, I'm a little biased because of how we. Had to take it. I'm like, right. we took it three times. There's people that in my in my class that did that. They had to leave that day. They well, it was only one. Yeah, it was only one, but she had to leave. You know, 
and she left and didn't get another chance. And now later on, and these this this is multiple classes. I don't know if you guys had any pe- people in your class that didn't pass it, but there's there's multiple classes that didn't that there are people that couldn't pass, and they didn't become firemen. And now they're letting people just take it, you know, at any time. Well, yeah, I think that goes back to having sucks. the standard and keeping the standard. Right, having the standard and keeping the standard. <clears throat> you got you got you to enforce a standard. So, so whether well, it's, whether it's two times or I just look at it as it's just lowering the standard because now you have people that they don't they don't like this job. We're firemen, you know. We bust our butt for the you know we we bust our butt. We 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 get out there. We we muscle up. We we put our feelings aside and all that stuff, and we just go get it, you know. And to sit there and you have all this time to train and, and bust your butt, you, working out every single day, um, training, doing mock mock uh, CPATs every single day, so you could, so you know you're going to pass it. And to sit there and say, well, you know, I could I could bull crap my way through this, and I have three I had three chances or I got five chances. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get one of these times, and not have to put in that grit and that grime. That's where I have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. A couple and, years ago, we had people in the academy that couldn't do do push-ups. We had men in the academy that couldn't do push-ups. Couldn't do push-ups. They they were doing push-ups on their knees. Is that acceptable? They're twenty some years old. They're they're, they're not the they're not forty years old. They're not forty years old. Here's the thing: is it they're, they're twenty years the, old? What's the what's the standard? Because it's so, got, so the standard has to be the same for so everybody. This, that way this not, goes this goes beyond excluding this, anybody. This goes beyond the standard though. This goes to the mindset of people coming into this career field of, you know, like it is no secret. We're, we're not hiding the fact that being a firefighter is physically demanding, right? right? That's a, everybody fucking knows that mm-hmm. even like they show that on all the mm-hmm. bullshit TV shows. Yeah. There is no reason that if you are choosing to come in this career field, that you don't work out and get in shape before you start the academy. Right. If no, you show no up, excuse. yeah. If you if you show up to your first day at the academy as a fat sack of shit, what do you think the outcome's going to be? Yep. You're going to have a rough time. You might be able to bull your way through from, by being stubborn and just working super hard, but chances are you're not going to be able to. That's the consequence of your action, though. Yeah, you made a choice. These are the consequences. You live with it. But again, it goes back to having that standard. So whether it's Take it twice or three times or once, whatever it is, I'm that's fine. But you got to have a standard. <clears throat> and <clears throat> sorry, but that's why you back it up with unbiased research and science and all of that and multiple tests to find where that sweet spot is. That way, nobody can come back and was like, "Well, it wasn't fair to me." But like the fuck, it wasn't. And this is why, because well, now you can't argue it. So here, so basically, now it's about for lawyers. Then it's, it's for yeah. being sued purposes, and not just because. I don't give a fuck if it's you know? fair for anybody. No. Fairness has nothing to do with it. It has can you do the job or can you not? Yeah, and it's a fair shot for everybody at the start. The outcome is solely based on you. You are the one that determines what you're going to do, whether you're going to pass or not. It's all on you. It's not mm-hmm. us. This this test is fair across the board. Doesn't matter if you come in and you're six five or you're five one. It can be done. Now, if you fail, you failed because you failed. We didn't fail you. You failed you. And yeah, whether you like it or not, in today's society, you have to protect yourself. Sorry, it's a reality, and you can either get on board with it or you can get fucked. Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to fuck you over. That's why you back it up. And I know they can come at you and claim that you were biased against them or it was unfair or anything else. Like, no, it wasn't. It's fair for everybody, and here is why. And it's boom, 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 boom. And if you fail, take that personal responsibility and figure it out and try again later. Because sometimes just what you need is a wake-up call that you're not as good as what you thought you were and you need to put some work into it. Because a lot of people get through the first part of your life in your teen years on straight luck and talent. And when you get older, it goes away. Look at sports. How many people play high school sports? How many of those kids go to college to play that same sport? What, 1%? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you get those kids that get in there on raw talent, and they get exposed, and they, they're done. It's the ones that work hard that go on. Mm-hmm. 
Talent helps carry you, but you got to put the fucking work in. I say start start that shit from the beginning. <clears throat> you know, start that shit from the beginning before, like you said, you you had months knowing. You, yeah, you, you signed up for something. Yeah, you signed up for a job. You had to take a test, and then you wait for almost a year to find the results for it. That whole year waiting, you could be working out, mm-hmm. getting in shape. I remember doing P ninety X. I ordered it off a of fucking TV. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't have no fucking money. <laughs> yep, we did too. I didn't have no fucking money. I spent that thirty nine dollars and, and bought P ninety X and did P ninety X until I got into the fucking academy. Yeah. I was skinny as shit. Didn't weigh nothing. You ever see a picture on his accountability card? Yeah, Mike. There's no way that's DJ. I was 139 pounds when I got in the academy. No shit. I'm 250 now. I was 139 pounds when I got in the academy from just lifting weights, grinding, taking protein shakes, and eating Chinese food every day. I was 173 when I got out of the academy. I was nothing but solid muscle, but I wanted it. I wanted it bad. Everything I did, I put 150% to it, 200%. I was the first one to sign up for everything, first one to do everything because I wanted it so bad. You know, And, and all those and, are personal choices. Yeah, but I don't understand why... Everyone else can't feel the same way. If you want, if you want to win a million dollars, if you say I give you a million dollars to do, you have to do this, 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 this to get this million dollars. You have to do this whole list of things to get a million dollars. You be like, you know what? I'm just going to do two of those things. Well, you don't want the fucking million dollars then. Step aside and let someone else that really want it have a chance to. Because there's a lot of people that was in that class. There's a there's a whole list behind them of people that wanted that job also. They just score higher because they were just on the, on, the, on the written test, and that's why they was placed in in front of them. But if they would, if they had the same grit or more grit, or if they wanted it more, that's where that's where that's where it should come. You should do a, you should have to do the uh, agility test and and the the CPAT first, and if you pass that, then you they, they take the written scores and say, okay, well, okay, you passed the hard part. Now let's take your little written scores and okay, well, okay, let's let's make the list now. It shouldn't be the written test first, and then you can't even fucking pass the CPAP. You know, it should be you know yeah. vice versa. So, so there, I, I mean, there are some departments that are like that. Yeah, you have to come in with it, yeah, because there's you pay for it, yeah, yeah. And if you're spending your own money on it, you're probably going to work a little yeah. harder for it, right? But that is a that but is again, a common thing though in the fire service of people treat this like a job and not a career mm-hmm. because it's oh well I'm going to go work a twenty four or you know, whatever, and then I'm going to have 48 off or whatever so I can do a side job, and that'll be my real career. Mm-hmm. Okay. that And if that's what you want to do, cool. Whatever. But, you You know, still have to get this job 200%. Yeah. Plain and simple. You, 200%. With pride, too. Yeah. You know, if you have to have pride. Short, if you're shorting this career field, the consequences can be final. True. That's that's a hundred percent true. It it all goes back to want to. If you want it, you're gonna go get it. You're gonna earn it. Everybody gets the same fair shake out of the gate. Now what you do with that is one hundred percent on you. If you squander it, you squander it. If you put the effort and work into it, you're gonna reap the benefits and the rewards. But the fire service shouldn't be a place for people to be to even have that option. Our job is different than, than a lot of jobs out here. Yeah, that's why you're working. No, for it. that's like being a police officer and saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm gonna half-ass this today. You know, uh, I'm gonna walk up to this car and doing this police stop and uh, just mosey up here and all this stuff. It could be your last day on earth. You know, yeah. but it's the same thing with the fire service. You have to give you're, your you're all, all the, the time. exact same things I am. You know, you know that right? Well, probably. I don't know. <laughs> It just sounds different. You're arguing my point for me. Um, I'm saying there's no tolerance, though. You're saying yeah. you, people should have chances. This is a job that you shouldn't. Yeah. You don't get that. You don't get that chance. You should give your every day when you show up to work. It should be 200. percent I'm not saying like the little stuff like okay, I'm gonna I'm clean windows every day. I'm talking about every time you go on a call, you, it should be 200 percent every single call. That's you, it. You mean you shouldn't be Randy Moss and just take plays off? Right, right, exactly. You can't, you can't take, so that's, you know, again, calls that, off. That's no. you put, that's you putting all the effort into it because you want to, mm-hmm. and that's how you, what you've learned by having that standard. That's mm-hmm. what you're going to get, right? Because the standards are going to weed out the people who don't give a shit and don't right. put the effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many chances? And I think. This that, is the point that DJ That's what I'm making. trying to make is, yeah. is how many chances are you giving people to uphold that standard before you're saying I'm enough's okay with, enough? I'm okay with three. So three strikes are out. Three strikes are out. 
Just like good enough for baseball, it's good enough for Chris. Right. Now, now, now does it matter? So cause you're talking about standards. So standards is something that's written. It's in, it's in stone. You know, this is a standard. It, it doesn't change. So my thing is, is there different standards, though? Because let's say you have, um, like like a cat was saying, a safety issue. Let's say you have a safety safety issue and say, well, I get three strikes. Even though I I did this stupid act and it was a safety issue and I knew it was a safety issue, but I still did it, I still get three chances. So I think it depends on the circumstances of that safety issue. I mean, not every you can't. That's the problem. You can't. Not everything can be black and white because there's a the the world and life is gray. Oh, I so, see it. It's purple. <laughs> I just see this purple. I don't. I don't see gray. I, I see purple. I see purple. So, that's no. fine. It can be purple. No, no. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there's a I lot. Mean, there's yeah. a lot of hues to the world, yeah. right? Oh, I like that word. Yeah. So, but I I get what you're saying, though, DJ, and and I agree with you. I think there are certain things that are do not pass do not pass goes. There are right, and I think we have gotten as a culture in the fire service, we've gotten to the point where a lot of those do not pass goes are being. Well, this situation and that situation, and we're going to give them another chance and this and that. And I think some of that has to do with, well, we're short-staffed. And if we fire this person because of whatever, that would have been a fireable fireable offense 10 years ago. But now it's just like, well, we'll give them another chance. Well, there's something you know, that comes we'll, along we'll with do, standards, too. It's a big piece of it. It's a four-letter word. Training. That that's more than four. I was letters. about to say that. I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing, though. If you're gonna have standards, you better have training in place to make sure everybody understands the standards, can regurgitate them, and are trained to those standards and above. And, and I don't I don't disagree with you, but if you've had the training. And you still chose to violate the rules, then you know the, according to you, it's three strikes. You know, but you know the consequence. What's the standard? I'm talking. I we're talking about CPAT. That's the that's we, your we three strikes. Pa- we moved past the that. CPAT. Was your three strikes? What's the standard for the departments? And the, what's the standard for the fire service? Lay that out first, and then you can have your consequences. But you got to figure out what those standards are going to be and how you're going to uphold them. And you can't expect a new person coming in. To be all the way up to where you're at, no, with absolutely twenty years not. or or seventeen True. years, people 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 make you mistakes. Make, and I understand you're, that. you're gonna you're gonna fuck up. If you're not fucking up, you're not trying. Well, True. yeah, and but here's the thing, and we haven't really touched on it. Leadership and backstep leadership, senior firefighters bear some responsibility in this because it's our responsibility to do as much as possible to get those people up to standard. <clears throat> I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. So empower we, we have to cha- train our replacements. That's ultimately what we're doing. Now, on the flip side of that, there are individuals who, no matter how much coaching, counseling, training that you do, are just not going to get it. There has, and once that that is clear, once they've been given their three strikes you're out chances and they've been trained and have failed to meet the standard they got to go and fire departments cannot be afraid of saying these are our standards you have failed you failed yeah you're out but you and you got to have a way of of keeping records of everything mm-hmm. and why Absolutely. documentation mm-hmm. you got to document so it's it's got it's got to be use that word in standard across the board. It's not going to be oh well, my standards are lower than DJ's or lower than Jeremy's, and Jeremy's are way higher than DJ's. No, it's the same across the board. You you want you want it to be that way, but you have different you have different people in different leadership roles, 
and they all feel it's, it's basically, basically like interpretation. Well, well, even though the rule says this, so we're talking, well, we're, talking we're talking department standards. You know, yeah, I'm just talking about even the department so standards. Th- yeah. Those are set. Yes. Now, if you want to have higher standards and train your crew to a higher right. level, fuck yeah, I'm all for it. Let's do that. But just because yeah, they but, don't meet your personal standards doesn't mean yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. We're, so, we're talking about so, bare minimum, so, and that's the department standard. It's going right. to be bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there has to come a point where you're like, we're done. We've tried. We've done everything, and you got. I think you got to try different approaches with people because what works for you doesn't work for you doesn't work for me. But that's part of training, though. And I think you need to empower your company officers as a department. You need to empower your drivers. Because they're they're a leader too, absolutely. And you need to empower that senior firefighter, and that's been and a lot of departments across the country have taken that away. Have they really? Have I, they really I, taken it away, or have we just stopped doing that? I think they've taken it away. It goes back to lawyers and policies that are being written. So how do we change those policies? If I knew that, I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> how do we demand change, Chris? That's a good question. I don't have the answer for that. But I think you can start small. I think you can run your crew the way you want to. For the most part. As long as you're not violating any policies. Train your crew. Empower, empower them. Have that senior firefighter lead training. Step back from your "quote unquote" captain role. Let them let them run it, and then the younger ones see it, and they're like, "Oh, hey, I want to do that." Okay, come up with a drill, and let's do it. Put trust in them. Don't just tell them what pieces of shit they are all the time. No, that's not a very good leadership style. That's my opinion, but you do you, boo. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I was going to do an Instagram post on this as far as like, and I might still, who knows. If you are in a leadership position, and we all are sitting at this table, whether we like it or not. If you're in that position, you need to watch what you say, especially around people that you are responsible for. So the firefighters and drivers under your watch, the firefighters under your watch, bad-mouthing other individuals because they do something different than you or didn't handle something in the way that you felt it should be handled. Talking bad about other leadership isn't necessarily helpful. Am I being clear on that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It can become a disease. Yeah, and disease spread. I mean that that you know bad mouthing the higher ups. Let's say I'm a driver, and I'm always talking about how. You know, the union sucks or the, you know, all the chiefs suck or, you know, HR sucks, whatever like that. Those younger firemen or other drivers that might be, that might look up to that driver, anyone, anyone that looks up to that person might be like, you know what? He's right. You know, now they're going to start bad bad mouth. They're going to start regurgitating exactly what he said every time they get a chance. Every time a, a, a subject comes up. Where that that older fireman or whoever was talking, you know, mad shit on, you know, wherever the subject was, they're just regurgitating the the bullshit, and it trickles down, and down and down and down. So negativity spreads like a, it, like, it, a disease. like a it's wildfire, like the plague, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And so, it just breeds and breeds and breeds. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think we're all guilty of it. Oh yeah, I, I mean it's something that I fail at. I fucking failed at it yesterday. You failed that today, sh- probably. I, I shot know. my mouth. I shot my mouth off. I mean, I don't really regret what I said, but you know, because what I said was the if, truth. But what was it? What was it I doesn't was told? Need, didn't need to be said. If if it felt good saying it, you probably shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I think there is a way to say things that 
not necessarily is it's called being political jeremy no i i think there's a way to say you know they handled it this way i would have handled it this way instead of that guy's a piece of shit for handling it that way does that make sense yeah so it, i guess it's the whole if you don't have something good to say about somebody just don't say it so what what about you DJ? What do you think? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have enough time on the job to have an opinion. <laughs> so I just I sit back and I you know, I learn from I tell the you, I tell you what, I'm gonna give you a couple of Jeremy's gears to bring you up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I agree with both of you guys. I I mean there's just a lot of like I said, there's a lot of issues with people not participating. In training, and um, and 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 basically raising their crew, or you know, teaching their crew, um, just you know how to do things the right way. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the biggest issue is that there's so much stuff to get let, you know, just you know, people let stuff slide all the time, mm-hmm. and it becomes uh, we we keep lowering our standards. We we're lowering our standards, and, well, and it's sad. And we make here's the common yeah. So, here's the com- the common excuse that I keep hearing. Is will we run too many calls to train? I've never heard that before. I've heard it a bunch. Yeah, never heard it before. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, we have pl- we we have enough downtime that you can train. Even going over SOPs or you know yeah. in, anything, yeah. you know, not everything has to be a huge right. like, six hour fucking no, thing. You can, just, you can get so much done in fifteen twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could just take Stockton, California, does it. So every one of their fires is videotaped. They've mm-hmm. all got cameras. One of our chiefs was talking about it. And the department backs it and sponsors it. Now, of course, if somebody's died or something right. horrible happened, they don't post mm-hmm. it on, on YouTube. Well, and they blur shit out. And, yeah. Because they have somebody who goes through that footage right. and yeah. scrubs it. So, But you can watch it and then – and I'm not saying critique another department because I fucking hate that shit. Every department does things differently. Mm-hmm. But what would we do? Mm-hmm. What would our crew do if we pulled up on yeah. this? How how are we going to handle it? What's our mm-hmm. game plan? Let's start talking about it. That training's valuable. Yeah, you don't have to go and set something on fire or go out in the heat mm-hmm. or the, the frigid cold to do something. Something minor is going to take you what? Tw- like you said, twenty thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. We got a couple cup cups of coffee doing this. You could do it after every call. I mean, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. see, especially like on a truck company, like what we do it. Because mm-hmm. since we have a new guy on our rig, yeah. every single EMS call we run, we talk about ladder placement. We talk about where we throw ladders on houses. We walk. We will walk around the whole structure and, and, and tell the new guy, like, where do you think you should throw the ladder at? We have a fire right here. They're, they're vents and hose lining to the front door or the side door, back door, wherever it may be. Where is the best place to throw, throw the ladder at? So basically on every EMS call, we're, we're setting up scenarios. Yeah. We do that on every single call. You'll see us after we, we, we leave a call. I mean, after the call is over, and we'll stand back. We're in, in somebody's yard just looking at root, roots and stuff. You know, we do it on every single call. We used to do yeah. it, you know, when we were on the first crew together. Yep. We just, as we were leaving, our county like, stop, this house. Mm-hmm. Fire's blowing out of this window. What do we do? Yep. Yeah. Or you see this window in the yeah. structure. What does that mean? Yep. Oh, well, that means there's stairs yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Or that's a bathroom. Yeah. You know, just yeah. random get, stuff. Where, where's the basement? Right. Yeah. Yep. Is there a basement? Is there a basement? Yeah. So I mean, that, that's that's yeah. crucial to our job. That's crucial to what we do. Yeah. We, you know, we had a strip mall across the street from that station. We talked about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always changing businesses in there. You know, okay. Well, now now it's this business. What does it have in it? Like, oh man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Little things you should try and figure out. Where are we gonna park the rig? Is that hydrant dead or not? Is it the right hydrant? Yeah. You know, going over your policies, your gags and gogs, knowing your rules and regs, that kind of stuff. It's all valuable. And I think it's going to make you better in the long run. But I think it starts with you as the company officer. You got to start instilling that in them, having those expectations and setting that standard. You know, something simple as wearing the proper uniform. Yeah, that's a touchy subject for some departments. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're just so laid back. 
You know, I mean, we, 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 I'm not gonna say we're all everyone because there's some people that you know there's some company officers that I mean they're, they're really strict about mm-hmm. uniform the certain type of shirt you have on you can't have on another person another company I mean another um department, uh, department shirt. shirt on and you know just mm-hmm. but yeah it's yeah yeah well there was on. a yeah and, and I get it but what's the policy that's right that's what I go by. right that's yeah. me personally I go by what was the policy say mm-hmm. yeah as long as you're within that policy we're good man yeah Put your bunkers on when we leave, if need to, if need be, or we're good. Yeah, and be nice. Oh God, smile. Yeah, you, it's amazing how much it helps <laughs> when you run that EMS call. Just smiling. Hey, how mm-hmm. are you doing today? What's going on? How can I help you? It changes everything. Yeah. Changes the atmosphere of the call. Yeah, there you go. You take all that stress and that that tension mm-hmm. and the fear. Yeah, Just by a friendly little smile. And I think that's something <clears throat> that needs to be a little bit more, I don't know what the right word, not enforced, but like impressed upon people. You know, we're running more calls every day. Call volume goes up. People are burnt out. They're fried. They have job dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. organizational stressors, like, you know, they're worried about what this chief's doing or the, you know, are we hiring enough people or this or that or the other thing. Patient interaction and interactions with the public, that's something that we can't drop a standard on. No, that's fully in our control. Yeah. And it's one it, of the few things we can't control being on the front, on the, yeah, being a line crew. Yeah. And, you know, being professional like there's supposed to be a level of we are supposed to be professionals so be professional when you show up on calls like it is never okay to motherfuck a patient or whatever i don't care what they did like just be professional because you're taking shit personally that shouldn't be taken personally. Now they can say whatever they want. Yeah. But I right, say it. You don't put your hands on me. Yeah. You can't spit on me. You can't put your hands on me. And say absolute, and, and absolutely. You, know? you can say whatever yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. If it's funny, I'll laugh. Especially, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all grown. Yeah. Yeah. You could say, it's another, it's just, it's just words, you know, yeah. as a grown person, you'd be like, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But if you spit on me or, or touch me, it's, Oh yeah, that's at the end of the day. Remember, I mean, it's a career, but at the end, it's still a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go find another well, job, <laughs> but you're, I'm not gonna let somebody well, beat me down or spin spin in my abs- face. And that's you know, not that's, that's not, not what I'm saying, DJ. Oh no, 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 no. I'm just making not this point. All. I mean, we're yeah. we're just letting this be known, you know. Yeah. Oh no, I understand. There, yeah, there are most yeah. definitely steps well, and you, when procedures when to you, that. You're talking about people spitting or spitting on you or putting their hands on you. Mm-hmm. Now the scene becomes unsafe. All right. It's, it's yeah. assault. And we're, yeah. it's assault. And we're going to leave. And now I'm, the, the little friendly fireman is out the window, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm all about you protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within reason. Yeah. If it, well... And that's why cops call us second responders. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the other day, and I was I was kind of pissed off. I'm like, hold on, uh, most scenes we we going by ourselves. We're first responders. Yeah, yeah. we need y'all I mean, less than one percent of the fuck. I mean, the freaking time, you know. Yeah, we need y'all to clear things that we can go in ourselves and handle the problem. It just it's it's our standard, you know yeah. it's our protocol, and our protocols to wait for you guys. You know, for insurance yeah. reasons and all that stuff, but. We don't need y'all. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> that's one thing we don't need. We, uh, you clear the scene. Most people, after they shoot somebody or something like that, they're they're gone. <laughs> they don't stick around. You know. So you, we sitting around you for on a, on a on a cardiac arrest for what? Because the the, the people that call nine one one are hysterical because their family member just had a heart attack. We don't need you to clear the scene on a freaking cardiac arrest. They're mad and upset and angry and yelling and screaming because their person their their family member is dying. But we had to stage on those calls, and I mean that's that's yeah. you know, so that's, it's just, a, it's crazy. that's a safety issue. It's a safety issue because yeah. they're yelling, but that's yeah. because the dispatchers that's, also though. Well, but yeah. it, it's also you know, a, a nationwide thing where it happens a lot because something bad has happened. Before. And in the past, yeah, somebody's yeah. lost their life yeah. or gotten severely mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. yeah, 
So the number the number uh, one besides traffic stops, the number one most dangerous call for a cop domestic to go, violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That shit goes sideways real mm-hmm. fucking quick, right. yep. and you know I I don't fault the dispatchers for that at all. Mm-hmm. Of, it's, it's them trying to protect, yeah, the yeah firefighters right, right, yeah. And, yeah, and the, and the mm-hmm. EMS personnel. It's just yeah. the, the, the the cops saying that we're second responders. That kind of struck hey, a nerve a little well, bit. You know, that's just that's a way for them. I, I know yeah. to, to to you know yeah. to so dig you're, a, dig you're a, you're a like hole. Your words No, but it's different though. Your words affect you. No, no, this is different though. This is police versus firemen. That's you know different. Ask them how many times they regret their decision to go to police academy instead of the fire academy. Exactly. I know. Yeah. They're My je- whole family, you know, as they're driving by in their car and we're drinking coffee, yeah. watching them. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. man, that ice looks shitty, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> you want yeah. a cup? We got more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's just them trying to get get at us, and we're like, it's oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a friendly little. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tit for tat. No, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Well, when, when, when shit goes down, everybody's right yeah. there next, shoulder exactly. to shoulder, and. Yeah. Trying to do the same yeah. thing. Trying to help people and, you know. Yeah. I've heard it a hundred times. Yeah. I guarantee you don't see no cops running around with uh, in cop cars with no heat, though. <laughs> you know? That's probably true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But. <laughs> no heat, no air conditioning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But we we, just, we 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 tough it out. We're, you know? we're, just, we're just built different, man. Yeah, we're built different, <laughs> you know? I mean, we're better. We're, yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know? So... Oh, go red team! <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, man. I, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, we kind of didn't hit hit, hit a we, lot. We of, hit everything except for what we were supposed to. No. <laughs> yeah, everything except for what right. we were supposed to talk about. We talked it about. It happens, you know. So, it's just good, good, good conversation, though. You know. Yeah. So, just got got to have those standards and enforce them, man. That's all what it comes down to. Yeah. F- figure out. As a department, as a, as a fire service, as a law enforcement service overall, what is our minimum standard going to be? And then yeah. build upon it. And then build upon it. You got to build upon and it. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with increasing the standard. Once everybody's met the minimum, mm-hmm. like, all right, let's go up a little bit. Let's go up a little bit. It never hurts to go forward. It hurts to go back. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, I think, the disturbing trend of what's going on in the nation with police and fire of dropping standards i mean to accommodate yeah to yeah. accommodate it's so it's, and we're yeah. not going to see you're not going to see the effects of it immediately it will take two three four five ten years but you will eventually mm-hmm. see what happens when you drop those standards it's not good it's never good no so i mean we most departments I would even venture to say any paid full-time department. I saw a volunteer talking about it the other day. Already has a set of standards that's written that their department has been following for years. Keep that standard. Mm -hmm. Just keep the standard. I wish I remember where I saw it. It was was like a podcast thing. It was a clip I saw and caller called in and she was a volunteer firefighter and she's talking about the standard. And how you, they got to take what they can get because they're volunteer, mm-hmm. and most of them can't put their gear on or Dude, don't know how and stuff like that. There's it, it's the t-shirt firefighters. What you said. Well, so there's a, you know, on the east coast, a lot of the departments are volunteer fire departments, mm-hmm. the smaller townships and everything. So I think it was Fire One or one of those magazines was doing an article on one of those volunteer departments. The youngest person oh, I saw that on that department was like 60 years old they had multiple people in their 70s and 80s that was it nobody would volunteer so what does that mean for the citizens of that area Better increase your insurance coverage. Either they're getting the best coverage ever <laughs> because of experience yeah. or they're getting the most yeah, but what, you know, horrible. When, when yeah. you're hitting your horrible. 60s, 70s, and 80s, especially 70s and 80s, <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, but that can you, what, you really can't work like that. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that speak to generationally yeah. of what's happening in this country? Like, I mean. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Yeah, we've become a very selfish, selfish society. 
something to think about. In this new generation, they don't want to work hard. No, they want. I think they're lazy. That's including my son and all his friends and everyone. This everyone. Yeah. Just the whole generation. Just the it's the, it's a trend. Because my thing yeah. is social media. My thing they would rather be content creators mm-hmm. than get out yeah. there and bust their butt and do construction or you know or just do anything that that's physical demanding. Yeah, you know, I agree, and that's and that's the trend that's going around. But, but you know, we, we as parents have helped build that and let that happen. Like, like you know, you see the parents that have <clears throat> their kids. Here's an iPad, go away. Yeah. So I, where I do think there is a time and a place mm-hmm. for iPad time, yeah. or computer time, TV time, whatever. You gotta limit it. All right, get outside. Let's go do this. Let's go do yeah. that. You get and you gotta interact with them. You can't let TV. Raise your kid, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can't handle stress. No, I mean the suicides, uh, suicide rates are up right now. Everything. I mean, just it's. It was just, it was just, it just feel like we're we're going downhill as a society. Yeah, we're not going in the right direction at all. No. So, and then our young ones are our future, but it seems bleak. Like, I mean, the the future seems like it won't be what it is now because. We have a whole bunch of people that want to sit sit around and just get like basic stuff handed to them. They want it. They want it to be easy. Yeah. yeah. And life is not easy, but they're being taught that life can be easy. Yeah. And that's the problem. They're not being taught that this is real life, and it, it doesn't go your way just because you because you throw you know oh well I'm this I'm that or I'm from this place I'm from that place. You got to work for everything you you get you know and the real world don't care about you exactly. You want it, you have to go earn it. And it's I don't know it's it's just different. I feel it. I feel like I was getting old, <laughs> and I and I see it. I mean, I tell my son every day. I'm I just I don't like your generation, son. Like y'all are just y'all entitled. Y'all yeah. think that it's easy and it's not, you know. And y'all want to complain. Y'all want to basically y'all give up on yourselves and y'all quit. I mean, there was no quitting when I was younger, and you know, just yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I, that's, I, I definitely see that. I see some great ones, though. Oh yeah, it's not. And yeah, I mean, I think, and we need to be super careful that we. I think that's a thing with generations of the previous generation always looks at the younger generation and go, "Oh, that's what trash." The fuck? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You can't I, give up on them, though. <laughs> yeah, you can't give up on yeah. them. You, you, we got to keep working with them and bring them along. Mm-hmm. You know, help them build their resilience. Give them challenges, things that they can make. We've talked about that whole crawl, walk, run thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a reason that they use that method in the military because it works, and it works for a majority of people, a vast majority. You start slow, then you build and build and build. So you have your foundation. You keep going. It's the fundamentals, like we were talking mm-hmm. about. Why was Tim Duncan so fucking good? I mean, besides the fact that he was almost seven foot tall, but he was fundamentally sound with everything he did on the basketball court. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Put the work in. He put mm-hmm. the work in. Why is Gonzaga good every year? It's not because they have the best athletes. It's because, as a team, they are fundamentally sound. They dribble, they pass, they make free throws. I mean, that's what it takes, is putting in the work every day of the fundamentals to get to where you want to get to. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be instilled in the generations that are coming forward. Of if you put this work in, I'm not guaranteeing you this is going to be the outcome, but you have a better chance. Yep. And by putting in the work for this, maybe it leads to something else. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I was like five years old, firefighter wasn't really like what I wanted to be. I mean, astronaut, cowboy, baseball player, you know, whatever. You're going to change throughout your life of what you want to do. But it's all the steps that get you there of struggling and hardship and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. That get you to be successful. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well said. Well said. All right. Closing thoughts, anyone? 
we just did it. It's done. Okay. You hit it all. You did a good job. That's reco- it's recorded. Yeah. That's Amen. that's going to be the one thing that we post to YouTube. It'll <laughs> just be that 10-second clip of Chris going, you did a good job. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> On a loop for like six hours. <laughs> Broken clocks right twice a day. <laughs> and you ruined it. <laughs> you can edit it out. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, All right, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Um, yeah. So if you're struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Let them know there are resources out there. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll see you next time.